God wants us to, to, grow, uh, to grow his family. We discovered that. We talked about that. that. That's the heart and soul of God, that he wants us to grow his family. That as long as there are people out there that need to be reached, as long as that there's people out there that don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, then we ought to be reaching them. And that God wants, he wants as many people to come in. And he wants his family to be a large family, not a small family. And, and so we discovered that last week. But uh, this week I want to I talk to you about growing within God's family, that that is the heart of soul of God, that once we come into the family of God, then he wants us to, he wants us to grow within the family. But before we uh, actually uh, unpack that, I want to give you a few scriptures. And so Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1 says it this way, I love it. It says, it says, I beg you, I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Now, he's talking to believers here. He's talking to people that have made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, that we all have a calling, that every one of us are called to, uh, to, by God to do something in our life. And, and so last week we talked about one of the, our callings is to grow his family. But I'm going to tell you that he also calls us to grow within the family of God. Because if you go on and look at verse 11, it says this. It says, now these are the gifts that God gave to the church. First apostles, the prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. And so we have become a part of a body. Thank God for a body. And so we're going to talk about that body. And Jesus, uh, one of his main objectives was to be connected, uh, to, to, to create, if you will, that body here on this earth. Not a body that is just here to look good and take up space, but according to Scripture, that his body is to be light and salt upon this earth. That we're to be uh, a, a people of influence, people that's making an impact here on this earth. I don't know about you, but that excites me. Amen. That we're not just here by chance, no matter what age, how young or old, that we're here intentional, supposed to be doing what God wants us to be doing in and through our life. A matter of fact, uh, Jesus, Jesus said this, uh, he said this in Matthew chapter 16, uh, he says, and I say to you, talking to Peter, on this rock, and when he was talking about this rock, he was talking about the revelation that Peter had gotten, and he says, upon this rock, the revelation of, of, of Jesus Christ, he says, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail, prevail against it. And, uh, and if we're doing it right, even though all hell may try to come against us, it's not going to prevail. That's good news. The good news is, is that we have the victory in Jesus Christ. That's the good news. But, but here's what we're talking about today is growing within God's family because that's part of the will of God. If we get in the family of God and we don't grow within the family, then we're going to be lacking. A matter of fact, we're going to be undernourished. We're not going to be uh, strengthened. We're going to be weak when we're not connected to the body of Christ like we need to be. So what I want to do is I want to take a story that really, uh, to me, it's an amazing story. It's a, it's a story that I think that has many things that we can draw out of it, but it's an amazing story. 
And, and I want to I want to I want to read it to you, and then we're gonna we're gonna break it down as quickly as possible. Luke chapter five, and you'll you'll probably know this story, and because you've probably heard it before or read it, if you're reading your Bible, hopefully you're in a reading plan that you're you're reading through your Bible or you're reading at least portions of your Bible. I encourage you, if nothing else, go through your New Testament. If you'll just read a chapter a day. Uh, through your New Testament, you'll, you'll finish your, your, your uh, New Testament throughout a year. And so it, you can do that. And, and so I want to encourage you to get some kind of reading plan. But Luke chapter 5, verse 17, we'll start there. It says, One day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of, of, of religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that these men showed up from every village in all Galilee and Judea, as well as from Jerusalem. So there were people from all over that came to listen to Jesus. And, and so it was very crowded. And, and it says, And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. And I'm so glad that his healing power was strongly here and is strongly here with us today. And that people got healed this morning in a variety of different ways and areas. By the way, uh, come up and tell us what God has done in your life. Verse 18 says, And some men were carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and they took off some tiles. (laughs) One translation says they ripped up the roof and let him down. Then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, Young man, your sins are forgiven. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the religious law said to themselves, Who does he think he is? That's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. And Jesus knew what they were thinking, and he asked them, Why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say that your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. Side note here has nothing to do with this message. The forgiveness of sin, what Jesus did on the cross, also he did for us physically, for us to be physically healed. Sickness... And the forgiveness or sin, I mean, a healing, excuse me, not sickness, but healing and the forgiveness or sin of sin are tied together. You don't separate the two. God has provided through Jesus Christ not only forgiveness of sin, but he's also provided healing for anybody that has need of it. That's good to know. And it goes on to say in verse 25, And immediately as everyone watched, the man jumped up, picked up his mat, and he went home praising God. Everyone was gripped with great wonder and awe, and they praised God, exclaiming, We have seen amazing things today. Now, here's the thing that I want you to see, that there were a group of men that took somebody that had need to receive from Jesus. And everybody within every church needs to be connected with a group of people. We call them here small groups. Other churches may call them life groups. Other churches may call them something. But everybody needs to be connected to a group of people 
that uh, we are surrounding us ourselves with. First point I want to give you this morning is this, is that we all need a small group of believers we're connected to. We need to be connected. It's through that connectivity that we receive the strength, the nourishment, the, the abilities that God wants to bring to us here on this earth. A matter of fact, when Jesus walked this earth, the Bible says that he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. When he ascended to heaven, we're going to talk about this in this last, uh, this last installment of this uh, series, uh, but when, we, when, when he ascended to heaven, he delegated all of his ministry to his body, the body of Christ, the church. And so how does God do what he does here on this earth? He does it through his body. He does it through us. Uh, that's why we are all called to minister. We're all called to be a, a, an instrument of God, to be used by God, to bring help and hope to those that are needed. So with that, I want to give you this, uh, the, the uh, sub-point of this is this, is that we're all helped, healed, and freed when connected to the church body. We must be connected. Why do we need to be connected? Because when we're disconnected, we're not able to receive from the rest of the body. It's only when we're connected. I use this illustration during our growth track. Mr. Terry, would you stand up, sir? I use this illustration in the growth track. Come on up here. This guy's big. He could probably stomp me, right? Maybe. I don't know. He, uh, he might be able to. Because he's so tall, I could probably hit him some places that might hurt. So, and I, you know, I don't know. But anyway, uh, but he's big. He's he's a big guy, and and I, I use this illustration. I said, you know, if I was able to, which I don't know if I'd be able to, but if I was able to yank his arm off of his off of his shoulder and dis- disconnect it from his body, then that arm would eventually shrivel up and die, without a doubt. The only way that this arm lives is when it's connected to the body. It, re- it receives its strength, its, its nourishment, its, uh, its abilities. It cannot even be able to function without being connected. I mean, rightly function without being connected to the body. Amen. Now, it can be disconnected and the body will, you know, it can continue to uh, uh, work and, and function. Now, it'll be a little... Uh, handicapped there because it doesn't have the arm functioning, but the body will continue to operate. Isn't that true? You know, we are all called to be part of the body. Thank you, sir. By the way, he's our growth track director, he and his wife, and if you need anything, and uh, they'll be able to help you out. But you need to be connected to the body in order to receive the help and the strength that you need when you're going through stuff. And see, these... This, this paralyzed guy was connected to a, a group of people. That's why we as a church are a church not of, uh, with small groups, but we're a church of small groups. Throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout uh, the, the journey of life, we have small groups of people that we want people to be connected to so that whenever you do have a need, there's somebody there. I use this story. I, 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 I was Miss um, Ovalle. And if you know who she is, her and her husband, they serve in our greeting team. And and you'll see them at one of the doors uh, from time to time. And and just recently, her sister passed. And uh, and so, you know, just it's just don't you agree? It's it's tough 
whenever maybe a sibling passes or a loved one or a member of your family and, and they, you know, that was happening. And, and, uh, and so I, I found out a, a little bit after, a little bit after the funeral that, uh, that, that the funeral had taken place. And I didn't, I, you know, I, I would have probably went, I can't go to all funerals and all hospital calls, nor do I try. That's why our small groups are uh, in place, because our small groups are there to, to help people, to free people, to, to, to heal people, to bring healing in people's lives. So do you understand? That's why we have small groups. Because there's no, I, I, I'm not the only minister in this house. If you're a believer, we're all ministers in this house. Okay, and so, so I found out that, uh, that, you know, that the, the funeral had taken place. And then to, to my great uh, satisfaction and, and just joy of my heart, I found out that there were some folks there from her small group there to support her and love her during that time and you don't know what type of strength takes place when somebody's there just may not even have don't may not even say a whole lot but they're just there because you're receiving strength by being connected you you know you just there's just strength that comes you know when jesus was here on this earth he gave his life for us so that we don't walk around in bondage, that we don't walk around helpless, or that we don't walk around sick. The Bible tells us to confess our faults one another, pray for one another, then you'll be healed. And so when we go to one another in, in, our, in our groups, then there's healing available to you and I. What an awesome thing. And, and we need to see this. I, I want you to see here in Matthew chapter 20, verse 28, it says, Be like the Son of Man. I like that, don't you? You know that the word Christian means Christ-like? That we're called to be imitators of Christ according to Scripture? So what did Christ do? He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. What should we be doing? Going about doing good, healing all that are oppressed of the devil, for God is with us. Amen. Amen. But it goes on to say, and he did not come to be served, so what should we be doing? Not looking to be served, but instead we're to serve others. The Bible says that he, he came to serve others. And then here's the result. He came to give his life as a price for, so, for setting many people free. What an awesome thing. Now, let's go back to our story. There was a paralyzed guy. I think all of us would agree. He had a great need in his life. Now, he could have continued to stay paralyzed. He could not physically get to where he needed to get to experience Jesus in his life. But he was able to do it with not a whole body of believers, not the whole church, but he had a small group of people that he was connected to to be able to have the strength, not on his own ability, but the strength that came from everybody that was in that small group to be able to get him to where he needed to get so that he could receive what he needed to receive so that he could continue to fulfill art so that he could fulfill what God wanted him to fulfill. Amen? And so we need to be connected. 
Secondly, the second thing that we need is we need a small group of believers that know our issues. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm really wanting to dive in here because we are so good at putting on masks. And this church, I'm going to tell you right now, we are a church with issues. I don't want you to even, I don't want you to even pretend you don't have an issue. Because if you pretend that you don't have an issue, that's your issue. Because we all have issues that we're working on, that God's working on. And I don't want us to be a, a church where people are fearful of coming in. I want people to come in as they are so that God can work in their life and how he needs to work in their life. Amen. He does, we, don't come to Jesus, uh, we don't come to Jesus after we're fixed. We come to Jesus because we need fixing. Amen. Amen. And so notice here, he had a group of people that knew his issues. His issue was he was paralyzed. He, you know, sometimes we get paralyzed by fear. We get paralyzed by doubt. We get paralyzed by our circumstances, by our storms, by our, our, our marriages, our finances, or whatever. Many people get paralyzed in their, in their, in their life scenario. And you know what? One of the saddest things that I've seen over and over and over and over when people are going through things, they draw back and they pull back from the people that they ought to be pressing into. Why? Because they don't want other people to know their issues. They want people to think that they have it all together. I have news for you. You don't have it all together without Jesus. And you don't have it all together without your small group. You need a group of people around you that are going to bless you and help you and, and, and people that you can trust. You cannot trust somebody unless you're connected. As a matter of fact, let me give you my uh, sub-point to this, and it's this. Being connected with other believers produces trust, security. It produces intimacy in our life. What happens when you get disconnected from somebody? You don't trust them as much. What happens when you get disconnected from somebody? You become insecure in that relationship. What happens when you get disconnected from somebody? Obviously, there's no intimacy. There's no closeness there. And so when we're connected, there's an intimacy. There's a closeness. There's a trusting. So, why? So that we can be transparent and say, Hey, I have this issue. Please help me. I don't want to stay like this. I need Jesus. I need his healing power that is present with his body. And I'm here to tell you that with God's body, the healing power is present. We've made it so easy around here to be connected. There's no reason to, uh, uh, not to be connected here as a church. We need some, we need some people that are well, what I call Velcro friends. That man, they're going to stick to us regardless. They, I mean, they're going to. They, they don't care. They don't care how you look without makeup. I mean, with I, I, you know, my 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 wife calls me in the morning when I get up, beaker because my hair just stands up. Man, there's no beauty to me. It's like, boy, the first thing I do is I run in there and I get some water on me because I need to get the beaker down. Man, I scare my own self in the mirror. You understand what I'm saying? 
And so, so we need some people that are Velcro people around us that know our issues and they're not offended by it. They, don't, they understand because they have their own issues. And we know that Jesus is the one that's helping us all in this journey of life that we have together. And we need him. Amen. And that's what I see from this story. This paralyzed guy had some people that knew his issues and it didn't scare them. Colossians says this, the body and all its parts, nourished and strengthened by its points of contact and its connections, grows according to God's design. Notice how it grows. It grows when it's connected. It's growing through its contacts. When we're constantly in contact with the body, that body, that small group of believers, then we're able to grow like God's design. I love this out of uh, 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 Proverbs chapter 17, verse 17. It says, a friend will love you no matter what. A family sticks together through all kinds of trouble. One translation says adversity. Adversity. And then I have a couple of quotes I'm going to give you. It says here in these quotes, friendships is what gets you through the bad times and helps you enjoy the good times. I love that. And then friends are like pillars on, on your porch. Sometimes you, you, uh, they hold you up and sometimes they, you, you lean on them. And so we, 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 need, we need some people around us. Are you understanding that this is, part of the, this is part of the plan of God for us? That's the heart and soul of God, is to be connected. Let me tell you one of the easiest things to do is be disconnected it's easy to get disconnected, but it, it produces a hard life. It's easy to get disconnected because, it, because you don't have to put effort in getting disconnected, but it will produce a bunch of stuff in your life that you just don't want because you're all of a sudden doing life without, without the help and, and, and the assistance of other people that strengthen you and nourish you. And relationships are wonderful. They're a blessing. They're, they're God's design. Life is all about relationships. But let me, let me just say this. It takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of effort, but it's, it's, well, it's, well, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's rewarded. It's ble- you're blessed by it. Amen? Let me give you my third thought, and then I'm going I'm to close with this. Looking at that story of the paralyzed guy. We all need a small group of believers who will use their faith to take us to Jesus. Who use their faith to take us to Jesus. Let's be honest. Can we be honest in this house? We are in church. We may not be perfect, but at least let's be honest. We may all have issues, but come on, let's be very just honest with each other, with ourselves, and with God. Sometimes we're lying to ourselves. We have, we have great intentions, but we, we're, we're not really living out the life that God wants us to do. What's that saying? I, I judge others by my good... No, I judge others by their actions and myself by my good intentions. And, 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 and let, let's just be honest here. Most people use their faith for themselves but not others. They're exercising their faith. Let me tell you, faith, honestly, will take risks. We'll use our faith to take risks for ourselves, but will we really 
use our faith to take a risk for other people. There's a group of people that took a risk. So much so that they, they climbed a, I don't know how big the place was, but they climbed to the top of it. They, they ripped that roof, roof off. They, they, risked, they risked a lot of things, not, not only harm to their own bodies, but they risked maybe Jesus saying something to them and embarrassing them or whatever. They risked some things. But you know what Jesus saw? He saw some crazy people with faith. He's like, man... You, you guys have some faith. It didn't say that he saw the paralyzed guy's faith. It says that he saw their faith. And we need some people that are going to take risks for us, that are going to use our faith, that's going to take us to Jesus when we have a need in our life. And every one of us are going to have a need. I'm a very strong, strong individual. I'm a very disciplined individual. I'm strong in my, my faith and my relationship with God. But you know what? I still hurt. I still have things that, uh, that I have to process through. And most people do. They, they think I can just handle anything. I'm here to tell you I can't. I need Jesus and I need people that helps get me to Jesus. And I am so dependent upon people praying for me on a regular basis, number one. And I'm dependent on a team around me that's going to encourage me, not discourage me. I have enough of that crap. I told you I have issues. I've, I, I do. I, I, I have to deal with stuff all the time. All the, all the time I have to deal with stuff. And I'm so grateful that I have a team of people that love me. That's around me. A group of people. That are just there. Just they're, they're going to look at me. And they know. Hey I got. Pastor's got issues. But I'm going to love him. And I'm going to honor him. Yeah. I'm going to respect him. Even though he still. Says crap in church. <laughs> right. Now, somebody it may offend. I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend. That's not my objective. Okay? But if it does offend, that's a bunch of crap. Okay, I better shut up. I'm getting deeper, aren't I? There they go, walking out. All right. So, here we go. Let me give you my sub point real quick because I need to wrap this up. We all need a small group of believers who are unselfish with their faith. Surround yourself with some folks. I, 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 I tell you, I have, some, I have some wonderful people that I, I'm, I'm so grateful for. And uh, I'm here to tell you that uh, we need some reliable people around us. Proverbs 18 says it this way. I, I, I love the way that NIV puts it. It says, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. One translation says as a family. I, I need some brothers around me. I need some sisters around me that's, that's going to carry me when I'm paralyzed because of a situation or a circumstance or whatever. I have an issue in my life. I asked Gina if I could tell this, and she, she gave me per, permission. Her and her husband have, uh, have been addicted to smoking and and they had smoked for one or two days. <laughs> for a lot of years, right? 
And, uh, and so it, it, it was something that uh, they, they just wanted out of their life. They, yeah. they see that it was not a healthy thing. It was uh, not a, uh, something that was honoring God in their life. And they wanted to honor God with their body. And, 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 and so they asked us to pray for them. And uh, at the close of last year, Todd got delivered. And then Gina purposed to continue to smoke until the first of the year. And during the fast, with prayer and fasting and with the support of her small group to, to receive her deliverance. And... and and so now, two months, no, how long, one, one month? 12-17 and 1-7. Todd, 12-17, and, and Gina, 1-7. One, one, one and, and let me tell you something, we're proud of you guys. And, and you know, sometimes people, they have problems, or they smoke. Well, I don't like smoking. I don't like smelling it, but I'm going to love the person. And never once did I ever indicate to you that, uh, that I, you, something was wrong with you. You just like uh, shun you or whatever just because you had an issue, right? Thank you for letting me love on you. And thank you for loving me with all my issues because we're very close now. And, uh, and you get to see mine. So, <laughs> and, and what an awesome thing. And honestly, that's what small groups is about. It's the strength of all your faith come together to address issues in our lives so that we can receive from Jesus. We all need people to take us to Jesus. Amen? Will you all receive that? And sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes it's hard. I want to show you a different... Uh, I, I read earlier out of one account of, of the Gospels. I'm going to show you another one and just close with this. And I can't remember what, uh, where, where it's at. Can't, there you go. Mark chapter 2. It says, When they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where it was. So, they, so when they had broken through, and that was the word I wanted you to see, when they had broken through, it took effort to break through. When they had broken through, they let the bed down on which the paralytic was lying. They broken through. Let me tell you who broke through. The people that were unselfish with their faith, that group of people, that small group that he had around them, broke through so that they can get him to Jesus. And that's God's desire for you and I. That's his heart and soul for us, that we would grow within his body within his family. Let's pray.